everybody. This is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you yet another awesome episode of the podcast. Um, As always, I say so myself because it's true. Uh, This is episode 63, I believe, if I actually knew my own numbers, uh, which I often don't know. It's 62. See, I'm so on the ball for this one. Uh, Episode 62, uh, which is entitled Archival Quality, which uh, also the name of a graphic novel that will be coming out in 2017. And uh, on this podcast are the creators, Ivy Noel Weir and uh, Christina Stewart, also called Steens. Uh, They were very gracious with their time to come on and uh, talk about not only archival quality, uh, but also being librarians and geeks. And, you know, I'm an archivist, so we just kind of did a, a little bit of a back and forth on that. And then just general geekery and uh, hilarity ensues, or at least I hope it does. Uh, you're, you are the judge, listeners, so you should tell me, I, I guess. Uh, do as you will. Uh, pay what you want. It's free. Whatever. Um, but uh, I really hope you enjoy this. They were a blast to talk to, and they're going to be at Emerald City Comic Con, uh, which is, as of recording this intro, will be next week, and I plan on meeting them in real life, because that's what we do uh, when we're not on the computer. We're interacting with people. Okay, uh, and trying not to get an anxiety attack from that one. <laughs> so, But uh, before I have the anxiety attack, allow me to uh, lead you straight into That Girl with the Curls, episode 62, 62, uh, Archival Quality. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if if you guys hear any like uh stomping around, that's I apologize as well. So Oh yeah. I've been blessed in this apartment to only have noise from one direction. Mm-hmm. My old apartment it was like a combo. I was in between two very loud people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gotta be the worst situation. <laughs> what what is it like living above a bar? It's okay. Um it's like a fancy craft beer bar, so it's pretty tame. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, nobody's really having any ragers down there. Like, they're just all... in, like, yeah, they're just, like, quietly enjoying beer while having mustaches. And, oh, nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do enjoy this apples. beer, but I enjoy this mustache just as well. <laughs> exactly. Do they pair the but, beer with the mustache? Like, how long it yeah. is? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm sure they have, like, a pot of mustache wax available for all patrons. (laughs) Steens is yelling at me that she never uses this antiquated program. Oh, yes, Skype. (laughs) (laughs) This thing that has opened up the the world to everybody. Yeah, right? (laughs) I still, I remember my father was trying to figure Skype out, um... Because I'm in Washington State, and he has a house over in eastern Washington. And he was trying to figure it out, and so my sister and I were attempting to walk him through it, and it was just not working out. (laughs) It's like, how does this webcam thing work? It's like, well, Dad, you have to get into the frame. I'm not there. I can't help you with that part. (laughs) It just became, it just turned into us yelling at him. (laughs) It just becomes like a public shaming when you're like trying to help. It really does. I don't think I've ever successfully gotten my mom and my brother to be on the same Google Hangout at the same time. Let's like ships passing in the night. Like, of course. One of you's there, and then you drop out, and the other one shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Hello. Hello. Hi. It's working. She's alive. <laughs> Yay! Um, can you guys hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you great. Perfect. 
Uh, I was telling Ivy, if you hear any, like, clomping or stomping, it's my upstairs neighbor, so I, I can't control them. Not today. <laughs> no, that's okay. I understand. Like, I will someday, just not today. <laughs> but uh, how are you doing? Uh, Christina, do you, you, you prefer Steens, right? I do. Okay, cool. So we'll get that formality out of the way. You guys can call me Sam, by the way. That's that's what I go by. So <laughs> Sam, got it. Yeah. Like Samantha just feels like I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, my mom just running, running, and's like Samantha, like oh god, what did I do? I swear, you can't pin it on me this time, mom. <laughs> um, but do you guys need to get anything to drink? You ready to go, or I'm ready. Ready to go? Okay, cool. Well, on behalf of That Girl with the Curls and Maniacal Geek, welcome to the podcast, Ivy Weir and Steens, uh, Christina Stewart. Yay, hello. Hey. Hi. Yeah. I know, it's always so weird. We're like, now? Me? <laughs> say, say words. <laughs> words come from brain. Brain, use mouth. <laughs> um, it's, it's such a pleasure to have you guys on the show. Um, I... Uh, came across your uh, webcomic called Archival Quality, which appeals to my archivist heart right then and there. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, so the news was just announced recently uh, via, was it Bleeding Cool, I, I believe? Yes. Um, that Ar- Archival Quality is going to be published by Oni Press. Uh, when, uh, when is that actually going to happen? Sometime in 2017. No <laughs> exact date just okay. yet, um, but... Hopefully, uh, beginning to mid-2017. Okay. And uh, for those who are not aware of what archival quality is, what is it? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like a shoujo manga detective story with ghosts. Yes. Nice. Very good. (laughs) So our main character, Celeste, who goes by Cell in the comic, she gets this new job at this medical oddities museum, and there she finds a ghost who needs her help, and so she carries on to solve the mystery of the ghost as well as solve the mysteries of her heart. Wow. <laughs> there, there's the tagline right there. <laughs> wow. Put that on the billboard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, why wasn't that our log line? <laughs> isn't there? There's time to change it, right? Isn't there? I'm sure there is. How about just our first page is all the different log lines we went through? <laughs> oh, they, were, they were all really bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, what were some of them? What were some of the taglines? I went through like a real BuzzFeed phase, and I was like thinking about how to pitch it. Where mm-hmm. I was like, six bizarre skulls, you won't believe are ghosts. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just want that as a line to something. I don't know what, but it needs to be a line for something. <laughs> it's like the. I think we can make cards that have the BuzzFeed version of it. Oh, there <laughs> we go. It reminds yes, I me. I actually photoshopped it together for Steve's. <laughs> like, this is our BuzzFeed article. <laughs> it uh, it reminds me of the Simpsons episode. I, I don't know if you guys are Simpsons watchers, but they're in oh, an. Yeah. Yes, they're in the uh, insane asylum when Michael Jackson is the guest star, and like one yes. of our, one of our patients is a cannibal. Try to guess which one. I think you'll be pleasantly <laughs> surprised. <laughs> yeah, that was a great episode. Too. Such a good one. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, trying to like go back and rewatch it uh, for a while now because um, one of my best friends and I, when she moved to Chicago or the Champaign-Urbana area, she and I would trade Simpsons quotes back and forth like every day. <laughs> so. That's- yeah. That's great. Ivy and I have a similar situation with um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what What is the favorite quote or uh, situation that gets you know passed between the two of you? Well, we talk about Lisa Vanderpump a lot, like a lot. <laughs> her 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 tagline in this season that I'm currently watching is. Throw me to the wolves, and I shall return, leading the pack. Like, so good, uh, so what good. a badass! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that for her? Because I want them to be on my writing staff. I, I swear, she probably wrote it herself. She is that hardcore. <laughs> Amazing. 
<laughs> she just has a book of those kinds of aphorisms, and you're like, yes! Oh my god, god that was real, I'd buy it so fast. <laughs> yeah, I would give her all of my money and my soul. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were just jumping on the train there, aren't you? Yeah, we love her. <laughs> we, so, uh, and if we you're listening, we love you. <laughs> yeah. so hopefully one I'm of the... Just sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the Real Housewives are listening to this podcast. That would be interesting. I, would so. <laughs> I don't know. Like my, I, I've skewed a um, was it uh, oh reality TV quite a bit before. Where I'm just like, don't listen to this if you like this particular reality show. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of making fun of the um, was it the Ghost Hunter shows. Yes, oh. Oh, I love Zach Bagans. What a train wreck! <laughs> oh my it's my uh, my father's wife really is into like ghost hunters, and I lived with them for a few months when I was getting settled back into uh, my new jo- my job and everything. And we would be watching that, and I was just relentless. It's like, come at me, brah! You're a ghost, brah! Yes. Come on. <laughs> wants to punch a ghost in the face and I can't fault him for that. Yes. I want to do that too. <laughs> That's going to be my spin-off is Ghost Punchers. So. Yes. I would watch it. It's like I'm going to prove the paranormal exists and then I'm going to punch it in the face. Yeah, it's like Big Eats, but just with ghosts and punching. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, in the Ghostbusters trailer, they have, what was it, uh, Melissa McCarthy is punching ghosts, so it has to happen. It can't be done. God willing, it can be done. (laughs) Um, But getting back to archival quality, I suppose. So uh, the both the both of you are librarians, uh, per your uh, little biographies on your on your website. Yes. Um, so what was it that brought you two together? Did you meet at a conference or were you always friends to begin with? Uh, how about we start with you, Ivy? Um, we met through the Valkyries. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, for those who don't know, an organization for women who work in comic book retail that was founded by Kate Leth, who now writes Hellcat and School Spirit and a bunch of other books. Um, we were both in the group because we were both working comic book retail at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then I became a full-time librarian and left comic book retail, and shortly thereafter, Steens also became a librarian, but she messaged me to ask, like, does it suck to be a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that kind of started our friendship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with those words, a friendship was born. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, where, uh, I guess, uh, where were you working? What, what uh, comic book stores were you guys working at? I was working at Star Clipper in St. Louis, and she was working at the comic book shop in, was it Delaware? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's in Wilmington, Delaware. Nice. Yeah. What, what are the clientele like in your respective cities at this point, or at the time? Well, it, uh, St. Louis is actually a very, very big comic book city. We have at least 10 different comic shops. <laughs> wow. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, if you read comics, you know everyone that reads comics. So, uh, I don't know. St. Louis is like, it's a big city, but it's also a small town, so everybody knows everybody, and everybody knows what each other is reading. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's interesting, coming to that's for sure. Yeah. And Ivy, what's uh, what was Wilmington like? Uh, I don't want to say Wilmington, Delaware is a garbage pit, <laughs> lest I offend anyone from Delaware. <laughs> um, but having been born and raised in Wilmington until I could escape to Pennsylvania, it is a, it is a garbage pit. <laughs> However, um, many of the clientele of the comic book shop were extremely chill and nice people who made the garbage pit very tolerable. Excellent. So actually, I miss the community there. It, it was a really community-oriented shop. Mm-hmm. A lot of activities performed as groups and meeting up to see movies and good crew of people working. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm actually curious about the Valkyries because I I can't be one since I am not a comic book retailer. Uh, I am a woman, but that's the only half of it. So <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm curious about. You know, I know what the Val- Valkyries stand for and everything and the purpose of it, but uh, what was your guys' experience like being, I guess, a part of that? Well, we are actually both administrators for it. Oh, cool. So, 
Yeah, we, we helped run that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> All right, <laughs> then from an administrative standpoint, what is that like? <laughs> I've heard it's a bit bonkers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't really see too many women in comic book shops, at least back in the yay old days of, you know, <laughs> holes in the wall. But nowadays, dark it's a regular thing. <laughs> dark time. No, it's a regular thing, and we're regular people, and we all love comics. And it's it was really cool. I'm part of it. It's yeah, it's always a weird thing. Like when I do, when I have run into people like at, at different conventions. I mean, I I mostly frequent like Emerald City Comic Con because of you know closeness. Um, but you start talking to certain male creators or writers and artists, and they're just like, "Where were you?" And blah blah blah, blah blah. It's like I've been here the whole time. Like you just yeah. didn't <laughs> see that I was there. Right. <laughs> um, were there particular books that you guys like to recommend at the time you were employed in in the comics industry like that? Yes, I always recommend two books. One, for people who don't usually read comics, I recommend Day Tripper by mm-hmm. Fabio Moon. Solid. <laughs> Solid. I know, I know. And then the uh, second one I recommend because it's my personal favorite, and I like to push my favorites onto other people, is uh, Gotham Central, which mm. is uh, Baker, Rucka. So good. <laughs> that, that's... That's what I wanted Gotham to be. I was like, why don't you guys just do Gotham Central? That just opens a can of worms, doesn't it? (laughs) Ivy, what did you recommend to people? Um, Well, I still do a good amount of comic book recommending as my library has a very large comic book collection, Mm -hmm. mostly because of my own personal bias. (laughs) We have about, we're coming up on 3,000 graphic novels. Oh, wow. In our collection. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm coming to visit you soon is what you're saying. <laughs> it's like my baby. That's my section. But um, I, I too, kind of have it if you don't really like to read comics pick. But it's um, it's All-Star Superman. Ooh, yep, yep. Um, I feel like All-Star Superman embodies so much about what is great about cape books. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can get a reluctant... Like, I'm not going to read any of those fancy flying man books. Like, (laughs) check it out. Um, I also find that, provided that the reader is not a child, Mm -hmm. uh, Saga is always a solid choice. I've yet to recommend Saga to someone who didn't like it. Oh, I love Saga (laughs) so much. (laughs) I don't think anyone dislikes that book. Yeah, it's easy. It's a bit of a lowball to be like. Saga. <laughs> no, but I, I, know I was talking about how she still does, you know, recommendations. Um, both of us are still very into the comics community as librarians. You know, mm-hmm. she does her programs, and I do my programs. I mean, we've been both doing uh, mini cons at our libraries, mm-hmm. and uh, well, yeah, like Maker Club. You have all kinds of stuff, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a programming librarian, so like ninety yeah. percent of what I do is is educational and entertainment programming and mm-hmm. a lot of it is nerdy because yeah. I'm the one planning it um but it's, it's allowed me to make a community I work with young adults in particular a community of teenagers who are like becoming really passionately well informed about comics mm-hmm. which makes me very happy and, and no, and that's really interesting because uh, one of the things like when I was uh, being trained and taught to be an archivist, you know, the the ideas of outreach and uh, community, you know, volunteers and everything like that's super important to not only like figuring out who's in your community, but kind of showing them what it is you do that they might not think you do. Yeah. Yeah. And we also recently, the Valkyries admin team made the decision to open up Valhalla, which was previously our group for women who had left about retail and were now just wanted to keep the community. And now we use Valhalla to welcome librarians and bookstore workers and museum workers who work with comics. Mm -hmm. And Steens and I directly oversee Valhalla primarily. And it's been great to meet so many librarians like around the world who utilize comics Mm -hmm. in like really interesting ways like one woman I remember has like a collection that's on a boat 
Like, she has to, like, specifically yeah. tailor to people who are going to be at sea for, like, eight months. Mm-hmm. Like, are they all, like, nautical-themed books as well? <laughs> I like, think so. But I feel like that would be, like, initially, like, oh, this is cute. And then, like, after the first three months, you're like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, good, you've passed the test. Now you get to move on to the other books, the secret library. <laughs> It's like, this seems like an elaborate plan for no reason. Like, I know, but I can do it. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, and that's that's really interesting, too. That, uh, in, in what ways do you try to incorporate um, graphic novels and comics into community outreach programs? Well, I do a program called Comics University. And uh, during the summer, for eight weeks, every Wednesday... You come into the library and you learn something about comic books. And I've been doing classes like this for three years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, my mistake, it's actually four years this year. Um, so it could be anything from women in comics to the architecture of uh, panels on a page mm-hmm. to I actually have an archivist coming this year who's going to teach us about keeping your comics in good shape and how to organize them and CGC grading. I mean, mm-hmm. We talk about all kinds of stuff, and when you finish the course, you get a t-shirt, a certificate, and also I work with the local comic book shop, Star Clipper, mm-hmm. um, and they get discounts at the comic shop, so on the day they go to class, they can also go and pick up new comics as well. Oh, that's not, that. I mean, that's great incentive right there. That's definitely awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what kind of programs do you run, Ivy? Um, well, we have four four different comic book reading groups. We just launched one for elementary school children um, called Pages and Panels, which is like a combo exploring the idea of single-issue comics for the first time and making your own mm-hmm. sort of program. Um, we have comic book reading groups for 5th to 8th graders, 8th to 12th graders, and then adults, um, which is great because I get to talk about like all levels of comics with like a ton of different people. Yeah. Um, which I love. We do, we have a mini con, it's called Instacon. Um, it's entirely planned and run by a group of volunteer high school students. Nice. Uh, they get to pick who they want to come, and I try to make it happen for them, and they put it all together. Last year we had Greg Pack and mm-hmm. Brooke Allen from Lumberjanes as our guests. Nice. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of just nerd-centered. My, my 8th to 12th grade comic book club is actually called geek gang and <laughs> what they they are like a gang they're they're thugs i love them um, <laughs> what, are, what are the colors that they wear <laughs> no they're like they just are so passionate about comics like spending time with them is the highlight of my career but they recently they wanted to start a recommendations wiki for all the books we've read together where they will write reviews so that other teenagers can assess if they want to read them mm-hmm. um, and then they want to follow that up by making a podcast where they discuss these books that's so uh, cool except, yeah they're they're amazing like I just kind of follow their lead but uh... <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting just how because this next generation because they're they've grown up with so much more of the technology ingrained in their lives and you know with things like podcasts where people can kind of get their voices out far more than even I think what the internet you know intended at the at the time um and then with programs like the two of you are running there's also this this um learning to be critical and analytical of comic books in ways I think that people haven't really kind of you know looked at them before at least at that age do you guys yeah. do you guys find that you're um, you have another a new generation of comic book creators on the on the horizon there? Well, probably Ivy more so than I do because Ivy works at a branch library, so she gets to interact with her mm-hmm. patrons a little more one on one. While I work at a main uh, reference library, so uh-huh. I hope that people are liking what I do. <laughs> but I kind of like behind the scenes dealing with like hundreds of people. <laughs> so. Yeah. Teams operates on a scale that is like staggering to me in my eleven thousand square foot suburban library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her library is as big as the room that I work in. Oh my god! Yeah. 
there's a there's a shocker right there. You're like, wow, yeah. that's a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and I'm also curious, like, what has been your experience just being librarians in kind of a I mean, I I really hate to use the word, like, post-internet world or something like that, or any of those weird, like, academic things or whatever. But, um, I mean, do you guys find that li- libraries are becoming more relevant, or do you feel like they're becoming less relevant? I Absolutely. Think... Oh, sorry, Steens. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I think they're evolving into something different. Mm-hmm. Because you used to go to a library to get information, and now that you can get information in, in the palm of your hand, what would you go to the library for? <laughs> well, we go there for community, you know, um, if you want to hang out, like, we have this place down in our library called the Teen Lounge, we have every console, we have every board game, and you can just hang out there, you know, or the programs that I run, I want people to come to the library and see that we have programs, and we have things that you will still need, even if it's not reference-based. Mm-hmm. Right, and, you know, I agree absolutely with what Steen's just said, and I feel like I'm, I tend to brand myself a library futurist, uh-huh. um, and I'm, I'm very involved in the ALA. Um, I'm interning on one of the ALA executive committees, the Committee for Professional Ethics. I'm very involved in the Young Adult Library Services Association, and I'm, I'm very much about moving the profession forward, because I think the biggest barrier to libraries right now isn't actually the attitude of the public, because I still see hundreds of people a day. Mm-hmm. You know, Clearly, people still think they need us. I think it's the attitude of people who are looking inside the profession and are afraid to change. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's when I see my kids who are in my programs come in and feel like they're in a safe space, but there's really not a barrier to entry for them. They don't need money. They don't need a reason to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that to me is the future of where libraries are headed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Archive like archives is, is is always a weird thing because I mean there are so many different types and, and I work in a corporate archive uh, for the time being <laughs> and and what I find is that people are always kind of there's it's like I'm constantly reintroducing myself no matter what I do. Um, it's always like, oh, you guys do this in archives, right? Like, well, maybe, but not, (laughs) it's like, I mean, in theory we could, but we don't currently. (laughs) So it's because, I mean, most of my training was also in like trying to define the differences between libraries, archives, museums, like all that, because we do overlap in certain cases, but we're also very separate entities. Right. Um, and, and just kind of in that vein, so you have a book called Archival Quality uh, with your main character who is, uh, she's starting as an archivist. So I'm actually kind of curious, and I know this kind of gets into the story proper, but uh, what, is, what is, you know, the, the idea of archives through uh, your guys' lens? Um, well... My undergraduate degree is in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied photography, um, and what happened is while I was studying photography, I became very interested in not taking photographs, mm-hmm. but understanding photographs as cultural artifacts, mm-hmm. which always leads you to archiving. Yes, <laughs> um, it really does. Yeah. So I got really obsessed with, like, Walter Benjamin and, you know, Derrida and Grammatology mm-hmm. and Foucault, and then... Oh, those are the next, biggies. <laughs> yeah, right? And the next thing I know, I'm leaving my arts program, and I'm going to an independent study program to finish my degree so that I can write, like, this giant paper about archiving uh as like a conceptual thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then while I was doing that I actually got a job as an archivist in bump 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 a medical oddities museum there we go there's there's the kicker (laughs) yeah um but that really like I mean, there's so many questions about ethics when you are in that position, Mm -hmm. you know, versus what we need to preserve and, like, 
what we can feel about what we're preserving, you know, how little information we have when we look at these images other than what's in front of us. Like, mm-hmm. this is a pile of skulls, but whose skulls? <laughs> you know? <laughs> how many skulls are there? <laughs> Your BuzzFeed titles. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, the, even the staging of photographs is always interesting when you look at it from, like, a historical perspective as well. You're just like, I know it looks like this is happening, but what is really happening here? Yeah, exactly. One of the things that interests me most about medical photography is that photographs were so expensive at the turn of the century that they would use, like, photo studios because they couldn't have their own equipment. Mm -hmm. So you get these photos of, like, you know, people with missing limbs or horrible skin diseases, like, posing next to a pedestal with, like, a nice fern. (laughs) Because that's, like, an old thing. Like you do. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Steens, what, I mean, I, uh, do you have as a strong an opinion on archives, or what is your relationship to archives, I suppose? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Absolutely I have no history in archiving. My uh, contribution would be, I mean, obviously the art, but um, I really wanted to do a story where the main characters were people of color, mm-hmm. and the story didn't revolve around their struggles as people of color mm-hmm. because you don't have to be white to have an adventure what and what <laughs> this is quite a shock i don't understand <laughs> up is down left is right <laughs> so yeah most of the stuff that i'm really trying to push through with my artwork is having a liveliness to us mm-hmm. um i mean i know it's about you know, libraries and archiving, and a, a lot of times when people think about that sort of thing, they don't think lively. They think quiet, mm-hmm. dull, dusty. So, you know, I'm working on making these pages very bright, giving us dynamic poses, and having these adults having fun mm-hmm. and still being scared and just going through an amazing story. Well, as an archivist, thank you for trying to change that uh, that idea of what archivists look like. <laughs> yes, there's, no one has cat eye glasses. Wait, maybe someone does. They're fashionable cat eye glasses. They are. And, <laughs> and, and one of the ongoing jokes at uh, at the Society of American Archivists conference is uh, it's like there's a bingo you can play, like who's got a cardigan on, you know. <laughs> like, you just follow tote bags if you're like trying to find a librarian conference. Like. <laughs> See a herd of tote bags headed that way. There we go. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It's so real. I have so many. It's absurd. <laughs> I feel like that when I go to conventions now, I just keep ending up with like a lot of totes and a lot of lanyards at this point. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. There's only so many ways I can hold a badge, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even even at the the SAA conference, there's a an ongoing uh, thing called um, archives in the movies. Uh, so this uh, this gentleman who I've, I've forgotten his name, but I always see him at the conference, but he does a little like mini movie, uh, which is just a compilation of all the times archives are used in the in the movies. Um, and it starts from the very beginning, like in the 1900, you know, early 1900s, all the way up to any current movies. Um, and it's always kind of interesting to see how it it still kind of stays in this weird spot of dusty archives, very, like, uh, cold, pristine areas, and then old yeah. men with glasses. Yep. <laughs> it's like raggedy yeah. old men. <laughs> I'm sad to say that I feel like my, even with my background and, like, professional experience, our archive really takes a backseat to... Uh, interpersonal trauma. (laughs) uh, You know, basically my inspiration for this was like, I worked in an archive and it was creepy and while I was working there I thought like, man, what if ghosts? (laughs) That's kind of how we How is that another one of your taglines? What if ghosts? Yeah, what if ghosts? Yep. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm gonna say anything like that. I message Steens. I go. I'm a writer. (laughs) (laughs) He turned that into my business card. It's true. I've done this. 
<laughs> so, and, and actually, that's a, that's a good question too. Like, where, uh, when did you get the idea to to write your own comic uh, uh, about an archive or a library? Um, I, um, I first when my internship ended when I was archiving, um, I was like, man. I feel so inspired by that whole experience. I really want to write this YA book Mm -hmm. about a haunted archive and the history of medical photography. You know, things teens like. Yeah. (laughs) Teens are all about medical oddities. They love the ethics of medical photography, guys. But... You know, I tried to write drafts for years, and I never really did anything with it. And then I saw, this is like the meat cute, right? Mm-hmm. I saw <laughs> his art. I think she, like, posted something in the Valkyries, and I had, like, a, oh, she will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> There's just <laughs> birds and hearts flying around you, and you're like, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, I suddenly could see this story, and exactly like Steen said, Steen's art has such a fluidity and, like, a charm and the way she draws faces. She's able to convey so much movement and excitement through what she draws that I basically messaged her. She had only really ever talked to me about, does it suck to be a librarian? Yeah. (laughs) I just messaged her out of the blue and I was like, look, I have an idea for a comedy. It's about a haunted archive and do you want to draw it? You're like, hold on, how long has it been since I messaged you that question about libraries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I actually went back through all of our messages, because we, we were constantly talking, like 24-7. Like, mm-hmm. if you weren't sleeping, we'd always be talking. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it went straight from, tell me about libraries, tell me about this comic, though. <laughs> 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 it was like instant. Because I didn't even have my job at the library because I left Star Clipper in February. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of February, I was like, so this comic. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I got my job at the library in March. And so we have been working on this comic together since I've started my library career. And what? I don't even know that. That's so cool. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> and how long ago was how long ago was that that you started your your library career? A year. A year I ago. Am officially a librarian of one year. So. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's you know it's very interesting when I go back and look at my first illustrations. Mm-hmm. of our characters, of the AQ gang, and it's like, I love that I can see that I'm, like, getting better as I play with these characters, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's also like they're growing into something. I don't know, it's like having a child without having to deal with a child. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to start... Adult children. Yeah. <laughs> you just start drawing them at stages of life, You're like, why are you acting like this? I don't understand. Just go away. <laughs> They go through yeah. the rebellious teen years. <laughs> oh yes, oh they do. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, ac- actually, Steens, what was um, when did you start? I mean, drawing. I guess you know when. Did, how did you develop your style? So, oh, like in general, or for I have a quality. Either, either or. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say both. I'll start from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> um, I have always been drawing. I don't know a time where I was not drawing. I remember my mother saying, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, an artist. And she's like, what kind? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, an artist, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Um, I really started to get more into drawing in high school, and I took pretty much every art class available at my high school. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I went into it in college, and I focused on illustration and painting. And then I was like, I hate school. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I dropped out, (laughs) and uh, I started doing short comics with this group called Ink and Drink Comics. They are a local group of people that get together, and every few seasons we do an anthology based on a genre of comics. So Mm -hmm. 
you know, westerns, horror, romance, so on and so forth. And, you know, I wasn't doing this for any money or anything. None of us were, really. Yeah. All the money that we got from those books, we put into the next book. And it's just, like, something that's really cool to do with people that you're local with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Was there a particular and, genre that you liked uh, drawing? Is there a particular what? A particular genre that you kind of, like, oh. favored? Um, <laughs> anything except fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, I know. Ivy is fantasy and I am sci-fi, but I cannot stand fantasy. <laughs> um, my first thing that we did was Western, and it was really, really fun to play with. Um, but I think I really like just your standard, like, slice of life or moe, as they would call it in the anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I get so much of my inspiration from the people around me. Like, anytime I do commissions, I'm drawing other people. You know, I'm honing my skill to capture people's likenesses. You know, I mm-hmm. love drawing clothes. I love wearing clothes, which is why I like drawing clothes. Well, and, and I was I was going to say, like, uh, the, the wardrobe on the, the samples that you guys have on your uh, your website – just very fast. I mean, I I love when like clothes look like they would in the real. I mean, it's real world, but translated into illustrations, kind of. Yes. Like it's very yes. similar to what Babs Tar does over at Batgirl. Yes. Yeah. So yes, we have many many pin boards of mm-hmm. outfits yes. for every single character, yes. and <laughs> I actually counted like how many times. Cell goes through a costume change. I believe it's like 29 costumes or 29 outfits that she wears. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I'm going to actually send you the picture. I'm actually working on a page as we're talking. Uh-huh. And it's pretty exemplary of what we're talking about right now with, with <laughs> outfits and stuff. Is it Holly? Um, what's that? <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is Holly. Look. Holly is a Barbie, She's a and I just lady. want to put her in all of the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I did Ink and Drink stuff, and then I was like, man, I really, really want to do a webcomic, because a lot of the people that I uh, interact with online and in and person, they all have webcomics. I'm like, you know what? I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a pretty fast drawer, so <laughs> this can't be that hard, right? And then, like... Just as I'm thinking, man, I really want to do a webcomic, I get a message from Ivy, hey, do you want to do this webcomic? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, like, and then, so it comes Ivy. <laughs> and, um, you just stare up at the sky, you're like, thank you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is like the most perfect thing. And then like after she was describing what it was like, I'm like shaking my phone like she doesn't understand how much I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Ivy's phone exploded with hearts and glitter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after she did that, then I started working on the world of archival quality, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with how it's turning out. I really am. Yeah. You know. now, now, did archival quality, did it did it exist at first as a webcomic? Because I, I, don't, I don't recall. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we Sorry. didn't actually... <laughs> set up the website, we were, like, going through a ridiculous rigmarole of figuring out how to do webcomics, and all of a sudden, we're like, you know what, we should, we should probably submit to Oni. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? And so, we submit it, and then we're like, since we haven't heard back, we probably shouldn't start this webcomic because of legal reasons. We wouldn't want them to be like, you can't do this comic because it's already on the internet or something. Mm-hmm. And... Eventually, we just kept pushing it farther and farther back as we were waiting and waiting for an answer. And then finally, we got the answer. We were like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that was probably yeah. the most then we died. <laughs> and then you died, and then there was a photo of a bunch of skulls, and then uh, people were trying yeah. to figure out the mystery. That's how books are made. Yeah. That's the secret to the comic book industry, kids. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> we've, we've, we figured it out. Every, everyone, we can go home now. It's cool. We can pack it up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, after, because, you know, this was, like, the first time we had ever submitted anything, Mm -hmm. and so to get something like this on the first try was, like, overwhelmingly emotional. Yeah, yeah. I got, we got the email, and I'm sitting at my desk at the library, and I, like, freeze, because I'm like, I don't know what to do, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, I need to tell Kia, who's my fiancé, so I run through the rain. (laughs) 
to the comic shop down the street and I interrupt his interview that he's giving someone else. I'm like, I got it. I'm getting published. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was very, you know, rom com. That's no, the whole like in the rain bit. Like if he had just run up, you know, outside the door, you're like, "I got." He's like, "I knew you would," and then kiss, and then roll credits. Yeah. In 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 the movie I'm writing that will be on Lifetime soon. So great, awesome. I hope we get a Lifetime movie. Well, fan cast characters, so we're all ready for that. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying that the unfortunate thing with Lifetime is that someone's gonna have to have cancer. Or get murdered by an internet person. Ooh, yeah. Is that or it's like some kind of triumph over an abusive situation of some sort? Someone's daughter has to be missing. Yeah. Yeah. That that always daughter is missing, (laughs) Steens. You're like, wait, we had a daughter? Bum bum bum. Yeah. (laughs) It's like mystery upon mystery. (laughs) Ivy, what was uh, was your reaction to the, the infamous email? Uh, well, I had never written a script before, mm-hmm. and I had no idea if I had formatted it correctly, because it turns out there's no standardization of comic book scripts. This I have learned all. as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of, like, cobbling it together from, like, scripts I had found by, like, Matt Fraction and Brian Michael Bendis, and I was mm-hmm. like, this looks right, and... <laughs> We sent it off, and I was like, well, I probably messed that up for us, because I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) I think I said that exact phrase to Steens after we submitted it. (laughs) And uh, when we got it, I was at work, and no one was at work except my library director. Mm -hmm. And I just walked into her office, and I sat down, and I was like... (laughs) I have to take a walk around the block for a minute. (laughs) She was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think I just got a publishing deal for my comic book. (laughs) And she was like, oh my god, and hugged me, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna go walk now. (laughs) You're just frozen. I I react to things in a weird way. I just, like, get really quiet and look very serious, so no one knows if I'm happy or not. No, I I have a similar like uh something happens to my face where people thinking I'm think I'm feeling one thing when I'm actually not. Yeah. It's like aren't you happy? Like ecstatic. Thank you. <laughs> I am very happy right now. <laughs> Why do you ask? Like, was there was there rain involved when you were walking around the block or was it just in this dramatic or like lifetime movie where the I like walked around the block and then I had to like come back and like write a board report or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then real life hit you. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta file this. (laughs) I was like, well I got I got work to do. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So with uh was the decision to go to Oni just kind of like what was it during their open submission process? Yes. Okay. So the, the, the contest that was a, you know, a while ago or whatever. So was it just because of circumstance, or had you guys been thinking, like, well, if not Oni, then other places we could submit it to? Uh, no, because we had just intentionally just wanted it to be a webcomic. And mm-hmm. so when the opportunity came, we were just like, might as well. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. And so now that um, it's, it's coming out eventually uh, next year, uh, has what has been the I guess the workload for the two of you with uh, developing the story? I mean, is it issue by issue or is it a full graphic novel? It's an original graphic novel, so it's all going to be in one mm-hmm. volume. Um, and we've so far we've just been kind of in the writing process. Our editor, Robin Herrera, is the best! Yeah, she's amazing. She is an angel. Um, and I love her. And uh, actually, everyone at Oni is fantastic human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've been working on the writing. Steens and I are really collaborative. Like Steens said, um, we're talking pretty much 24-7. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll be writing and I'll send Steens like the page I'm working on and I'll be like, do you see what I mean here? And she'll be like, yes. Or she'll be like, no, this isn't how looking at things works. Yeah, her scripts are very, uh, very much like film scripts which I don't mind because I do like film scripts and it helps me create the scene a lot better than a comic book strip, uh, script mm-hmm. and it leaves more up to me to create because mm-hmm. uh, I know I've worked with a couple of different writers before on a bunch of different things and sometimes it is like panel one, panel two, panel three, panel four, do this, do this, do this <laughs> and it's good that Ivy's is just like it's mostly dialogue mm-hmm. and Anything that needs to be said will be said, but everything else is pretty much up to me, which feels great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's what I wanted when I knew that I wanted to work with Steve. I was like, I want to give her an equal share in creating this world because I, I trust her to make it what I want. And I don't think she's ever sent me a page where I haven't been like, oh my god, I love that! <laughs> so... Well, on the day that happens, it will be a sad day indeed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If ever um, it comes, it doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, it's also really cool for me, because yeah, I really love doing character design. Oh, I love it so, 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 so much. Mm-hmm. And when I got the basic gist of the story from Ivy, she did no descriptions. It oh, was okay. like, here's their name, here are their ages, this is their personality. And so from there, I was like, this is what they're going to look like. <laughs> so, Cell is a East Islander, and Holly is a mix of Black and Korean, mm-hmm. and Abayomi is, you know what, I have assumed that he was Eritrean, but I never asked you. <laughs> I mean, he his name was taken from a rapper that I really like. There we go. <laughs> What's uh who who so far have you fan cast your your main characters? Um, God, what is his name? Uh, his last name is Bayers, isn't it? Um, Ray Bayers from Empire mm. uh, is our Abba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we decided that Abba started getting way hunkier in the drawings, <laughs> and then, like to the point where like our editor was like. Is he getting like really hunky since <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't want to question your artistic decisions here, but it seems to me. <laughs> it's a dream. Can't help myself. Okay. Close <laughs> um, do we have? Okay, the girl who was in was it Whale Rider? Mm-hmm. That's Arcel. Was that a uh, Keisha or something like that? Uh, she she was on Game of Thrones as well, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know who uh, you're talking about. <laughs> and we've got Chanel Iman as Holly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know who she was before Steen showed me a picture of her. And now I just kind of yeah. Google her from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. I wonder what she's up to right now. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Post any, like, pictures or not? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all these pictures. New ones. Kyle is pre-buff uh, Chris Pratt. Nice. It's <laughs> very important. Pre-buff. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Gina is L Fanning. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Little L Fanning. <laughs> I know. She's so cute. <laughs> Isn't she? <laughs> I, I, I remember when her sister was on that, was it sci-fi uh, miniseries about aliens and... She's, like, the product of two people who were, like, groomed to make the perfect, like, alien-human hybrid or something like that. And it's Dakota Fanning? Yeah, Dakota Fanning. I think it was, I think it was just called Taken or something like that. Man, I am all about 
look that up. There you go. <laughs> I, I I think the only reason I watched it was because my mom uh my mom watches General Hospital soap opera, and one one of the actors in Taken played uh, Jason Morgan on General Hospital. So nice. So that's how we got into that. <laughs> Because it always leads back to soap operas at some point. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, so with uh, with you guys kind of working out your schedules and and creating this this new world and everything, what are you what are you most excited for people to uh, to see in archival quality when it does come out? Oh my god! Um, all of it. <laughs> everything. Um, you know, I'm going to be trying some new things when it comes to making the spooky scene spooky. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that when people read it, they're actually a little spooked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't read it in the dark. Yeah. I've had some genuinely scary moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and even when, um, you, when you take into account, like, I mean, the setting itself, just, I mean, like you said, it, it lends itself to a really good horror setup. Um, yeah. with the medical oddities or medical photography and just even this idea that we have of an, of what an archive is. It's like a dusty basement that no one ever goes into. Right. So it plays on a lot of things that sound really interesting and can present themselves as genuinely scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just summarize it for you. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write the BuzzFeed articles. I'm, I'm just going to be involved. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll text you later. So. <laughs> I inserted myself into the narrative here. <laughs> it's like little Hamilton references for people out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I heard it. I got it. There we go. <laughs> you never know. Like, I've... There are people, like, in my core circles who are, you know, history people and then musical people but they don't intertwine the the venn diagram is basically me um yeah. and so you never know who's gonna like oh yeah i like the hamilton show like cool we can be friends now yeah i'm a little, I'm a little obsessed L- yeah. Just a little. yeah just only minorly uh. <laughs> it's like someone pay for me to go see it please <laughs> actually i'm doing a a zine for it that will actually be given to the cast so pretty excited about that nice (laughs) who's your favorite character oh my god aaron burr aaron burr (laughs) sir well aaron burr is great but also lafayette slash thomas jefferson Mm -hmm. because david is so good yep david diggs just like it's a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, not really fair. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the guy who plays um, was it Mon- no Madison and Hercules Mulligan? Yeah, uh, Oak. Because uh, I, I can't for the life of me pronounce his full name, and it's it kills me because you know you want to tell people like I know his name, but I don't really. I'm sorry. It's a long name. I understand. Yeah, it really is, but. He was. They were at the the East Wing doing a West Wing parody of the rap battle of the first rap battle, and oh my god! And just seeing Oak in that suit, I was just like, oh my god! Just (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) That's all it takes: a a West Wing parody and some Hamilton musical, and I'm good. Uh, but we're, we're closing in on an hour, so, uh, and we've been talking, you know, about, you know, geeky things here and there, but I am curious, like, what have you guys been watching lately, reading lately, that, uh, you've been excited about in terms of, like, nerd and geek culture at this point? The Flash. The oh Flash. <laughs> Look, I don't know why I wasn't watching it when it first came out. It was probably because Arrow was kind of subpar in the first season, so I was like, I'm not going to give Flash a try. <laughs> then I started watching it, and I'm completely obsessed. Like, to the point where my ringtone is the theme song. Nice. Like, it's bad. I've already drawn uh, Gustin mm-hmm. Grant multiple times. So <laughs> Is he going to make an appearance in archival quality? Oh my god, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I, I, I really, really, really love The Flash. And I'm getting into Supergirl as well, mostly because of the crossover that's just went off so yeah it's like i've got a i've got another what uh hour before it, it starts i'm like yes this is gonna be awesome 
It's like two positive shows with superheroes that actually have some fun every once in a while. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Ivy, what what are you into uh, currently? Um, I have been catching up on the Constantine the Hellblazer series. Nice, yes. Um, it's currently coming out, and I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good, and I've been really enjoying getting to like read it all kind of in a chunk because I'm a little bit behind because it's so dense mm-hmm. I feel like you have to like spend time like reading this whole narrative it's been pretty actually inspiring in writing AQ yeah. um, to see such a like dense personal narrative played so well yeah um, did you ever I'm a really watch- bad nerd though <laughs> in a lot of ways like I only watch like trashy reality tv and like, that's its own nerdy uh, thing so nashville nashville there you go Empire. <laughs> see i do all of that because like i have to have something on while i'm drawing mm-hmm. so i've seen a ton of tv like it's absurd <laughs> no i always have um i i usually like my go-to is the food network when i'm trying to do anything productive yeah. Like, I've seen all of those episodes of Chopped, like, 500 times at this point. <laughs> so it's it's not a big deal, but every once in a while I get re-caught back up in it. And I'm just like, why would you do that, you idiot? Like, I'm just yelling at my television. I mean, I also have a small obsession with Gordon Ramsay. So, oh, yeah. Mm. Really hoping to get him to do a blurb for the book. Both That's him and cool. Lisa amazing <laughs> <laughs> you just like tell your editor can you send this to gordon ramsay please yes exactly <laughs> I just want him to say it's it's stunning that's like the <laughs> best compliment you can get from him <laughs> <laughs> well what if he starts yelling at it like then what do you do that's also fine <laughs> It's like it's fucking amazing You're like oh we'll take it it's good cool <laughs> Well, that's so cool, and, and uh, we're, all, we're, we're about at the end, but, uh, you know, Ivy and Steens, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, and you guys are welcome to come back. We can probably get into more stuff with the, the Flash and Constantine and all that kind of stuff. I'd totally be down to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but um, the, before we go, this is going to go up on Friday. Uh, of this okay. week so uh is there anything you want to plug in terms of like announcements or just keep on keeping on um well we're gonna be at emerald city Comic-Con. you are yes yay yes so yes. i'm gonna um, see you guys are, there <laughs> we're on the rise of the valkyries panel which is 3 p.m on saturday mm-hmm. and then the valkyries actually have a table in the artist alley we're table dd2 right near the wictive guys sweet so we're also going to have uh, postcards for our pebble quality at the Oni table. So if you want to get one, there is like only two hundred. So <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to be taking all two hundred of those. So <laughs> just letting you know that. <laughs> Don't worry. I promise. I'm a benevolent stalker. It's okay. That's <laughs> like, fine then. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, and where can people find you guys online if they'd like to ask you questions or just see what insanity you guys come up with? Follow me on Twitter. I do pretty much everything on Twitter. And uh, my handle is ohaysteens with one H. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the comic, the, the former shell of the webcomic, which is now like a proper updates blog, is archivalcomic.com mm-hmm. um, actually updating as we speak nice <laughs> <laughs> my handle for everything is Ivy Noel N-O-E-L-L-E mm-hmm. that you can find me on anything if you type that in <laughs> I think I've got the market cornered on like that handle <laughs> literally <Sorry>. everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like shout it into the space like <laughs> I've been ne- meaning to practice my smoke signal so we'll see what happens then <laughs> Get in the semaphore. I always wanted to practice semaphore. <laughs> and uh, for those listening who uh, who care to know, it is at darling underscore Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y. 
for uh, tweeting at me and, and such, and go to maniacalgeek.com, as well as the Maniacal Geek and That Girl with the Curls page on Facebook, and you can also go onto iTunes and give stars and feedback, uh, say, say nice things, constructive things, because bad things won't be tolerated, so. <laughs> uh, but on behalf of That Girl with the Curls and Maniacal Geek, uh, Steens, uh, Ivy, thank you so much, and uh, good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye.